Hey, hey. How you doing? Hey, what's going on, man? Not much. Oh. Well, welcome to the Detail Solutions Podcast. Thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah, it. What are you up to today? Uh, I just got done detailing for a buddy of mine. Nice. At home, trying to relax. Oh, yeah. So you're going to do this and have a little fun. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, man. <clears throat> You've been listening to these. You know the first question that I really have to ask you. Um, let's see how do I get into detailing and all that good stuff. Yes, sir. Uh, well, I've always had a like a passion for cleaning cars when I was my parents' vehicles. Um, and when I got to my first vehicle, I was washing the thing like once a week. Um, and then as I got older, I think I ended living in Jacksonville and I was washing my truck one day in the driveway on the Navy base and my neighbor come over and was like, Hey, how much charge or how much would you charge to uh, do my Jeep? And I just laughed at her and I was like, really? And she's like, yeah, I'll pay you. She's like, you do a good job. She's like, how much charge? I, was like, I said, I don't know, like 20 bucks. And she's like, well, when can I bring it to you? I was like, after I get done with my truck. So she brought it over to me. I cleaned it up real quick. And, uh, and then my wife told me, she's like, you need to, maybe look at you know doing this as a side business so we started posting stuff on facebook and uh next thing you know like all the navy wives were bringing me their vehicles uh, as their husbands were deployed and everything to keep them clean it became a good little side hustle i had no clue what i was doing you know i was just a little black magic car wash and uh <laughs> one bucket and call it good <laughs> Hey man, we all start somewhere. <laughs> so <laughs> some of some of us are still starting. I mean, <laughs> but uh, but no, you know, I, once I got out of the Coast Guard and we moved back to Tennessee and bought our house, um, I had taken a lot of time off between doing it and here. We bought our house. Right. I told her, I said, you know, I said, I think I'm gonna get back into this detailing thing, and. Uh, but this time I wanted to take it a little more serious. So I started doing some research. I started um, watching YouTube videos and um, I bought into the chemical guys hype right at the beginning because, you know, that's everything that popped up on YouTube was chemical guys. Right. And then I jumped into some of these Facebook groups and I started realizing that there were bigger and better things than chemical guys. And just eventually started teaching myself more and more things and more skills and ended up leading to paint correction and ceramic coatings, which have now blown up in my area. And I've um, actually started helping out some of the guys in my area that are wanting to get into detailing. So, so it's actually, I mean, it's awesome, opened some man. doors for me. So. Yeah. Now, did you, did you do any training or anything like that? Or was everything just, Watching, watching old Masterson videos and yeah. picking it up yourself kind of Everything's deal. been just watching videos and, uh, you know, and, and talking to guys like you and, and Aaron Knox and Bruno um, and everything that I do, you know, I haven't been to any kind of trainings. Everything I've done has just been on my own. I practice, practice, practice. Right. And luckily I've got a patrol car I can practice on and I've got my wife's vehicle on my truck. So, I don't actually put anything or do anything to a customer's vehicle. And so I feel a hundred percent that 
right. I can do it without messing something up. So. Yeah, and the cool thing with, you know, especially with social media these days is, you know, not to knock, you know, going to trainings or anything like that because I, I do feel like that's something that is kind of important or whatever. But a lot of times, you know, you could just throw it out there, you know, in, in, in any of the groups or something and somebody will be able to help you out and kind of, you know, kind of give you on-the-job training, so to speak. I mean, I, I kind of had that today with, with Noxie, I was a little unsure about some Alcantara cleaning. Um, so I reached out to him. I was like, Hey man, how are you doing this? Cause I've seen it, you know, a couple of different ways and I'm not really sure. Uh, and he was able to, you know, kind of tell me what to do and what I was doing was kind of what he said to do. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, that's kind of the cool thing. That's yeah. That, with, with things that's things definitely days. like, I'm, I'm thinking, I found some of these groups, um, especially Pain Assassins. I can't remember how yeah. I even came across Pain Assassins. I think I got invited to the group or something. And at that point, like, I was not into paint correction at all. I think I had done one paint correction job on a buddy's patrol car. Right. And, it. I mean, it turned out good, but I did – I guess knowing everything I know now, like, I did everything wrong. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, it was – you know, I look back and I'm like, God, that was terrible, but – uh, he was happy with the results, so I mean, it's right. Happy, I guess. But you know, the pain yeah, assassin that's how, group. That's I, how I always think. Yeah, man, it's like, that's why I tell people, you know, especially some of these younger guys in my area that are getting the detail, and they're like, you know, I'm such a perfectionist, da 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 da. And I'm like, look, you're not gonna get a vehicle 100 percent, 100 percent perfect unless you're Aaron Knox. You know, come on. Uh, but no, it's like. It's like, it's, All right, stop talking about him. We've mentioned him. Wait, we've already we've already met our quota okay. for this episode. All right. <laughs> oh, we take the shots every time we say his name. Is that what we're doing? Um, but no, I don't know. You know, I tell, I tell these guys, I'm like, look, you know, don't worry about perfection. Don't worry about, you know, getting everything right. It's like, right. Your customer comes, picks up the car, and they're happy and they're smiling and they say, hey, it looks a lot better than it did, or it looks better than the day I drove it off a lot. I said, there's what you aim for. Um, I mean, as the here to to please our customers i'm not out here to please everybody else as long as my customer's happy that's what i care about yeah and i think that's a little bit of the hard part though when you're a detailer is you know especially when you've got all your lights on and you know you you see things differently than than the than the client or the customer you know and you're always like at least I feel I do. I, I'm always stressing, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, you know, whatever. And then the client gets there, and they're like, you know, it doesn't even matter to them that there's – that you could, you know, if you're laying on your back looking up at the sun at the right <laughs> angle, you're going to see this one little tiny hairline scratch, you know, that – you know, they don't care. They're not They're not seeing that. So uh, that's that's something, you know, that, that I definitely have to tell myself sometimes, too, is, is you know, as long as the client's happy, who cares? Um, and I get the same way at know, times. What's going on? I'm the same way at times. I'm I'm very OCD when it comes to cleaning and detailing, and you know a lot of right. times it's like I feel like I'm going overboard. Man, at the end of the day, are they really going to know something that they're going to see? Yeah. Uh, oh, talking about the lights. God, lights drive me nuts. <laughs> Light, the biggest nightmare for a detailer. I swear. Yeah. Yeah, I've gotten I've gotten pretty lazy with lights lately. 
uh, I just kind of do it, and then I take my my handheld and I look at it with my handheld mm-hmm. and just pray that it that's was about good. how I am. I, you know, every now hand, and then I'll set up my lights, um, but for the most yeah. part, it, with a handheld, I've got a like a five right. or seven hundred fifty lumen light that I got when I joined the police department, and usually that's what right. I use. And, uh, and that gives me, you know, everything I need to see. Yeah, because that's so much more powerful than, you know, your stand light or your wall lights. Uh, you know, your stand light or your wall lights, the car could look great, especially black cars. And then you hit it with that handheld and you're like, uh, you know, like, <laughs> gotta go again kind of thing. So yeah, I've I've gotten kind of lazy with my lights. I don't use them as much anymore. I just use that handheld. And, yeah, that's, that, that's exactly how I am. I really that, but... start using. I just I never really oh, understood. Uh, I guess. Leisure. First podcast with technical difficulties. All right, well, thank you for listening to the Gray Scott episode. <laughs> oh, wait, you there? Uh, yeah, I'm having trouble. It's like in and out. Oh, yeah, yeah, I noticed that. I was like, man, the first one we're going to have difficulties on, you're actually going to make me have to try and edit. <laughs> yep, sitting over here like, uh, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> I don't know if I can leave that much dead space. <laughs> <laughs> Always. I'm going to have to figure this out, though. First time um, for everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks, thanks for my bad. Thanks for being the first. Uh, yeah, it's always. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm always that guy. <laughs> Everything. I'm not that guy. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. Um. All right. So, like, I haven't even really got into questions yet, man. So, I'm gonna jump into the first question while we since we get a little bit of a break here. Let's go. Uh, okay. So, working part time is it harder to to do like your bigger service jobs, like your your I guess like your big ticket jobs, like ceramic coatings, things like that, that take multiple days? Um, or do you typically stay with like kind of your smaller services, things that you can, you know, pound out in a couple hours or pound out in a day, things like that? Um, it's definitely not easy because, you know, working full-time as a law enforcement officer, 40 hours a week, I'm only able to really detail my days off, which are uh, Thursdays and Fridays right, right now. So, I've got one customer that I maintain for on a weekly basis. And then, um, so he takes up a lot of my time. Um, right. But some of my big ticket guys, the ceramic coatings, I usually try to book at least one a month. Um, and most of the guys that I get, I'm able to do, you know, a one step and a coating and call it good. Um, every now and then right. I'll get a vehicle where I've got to do a two-step and I'm going to work 12 to 14 hours on it. Um, but it definitely takes a toll doing this part-time versus full-time because obviously I have a full-time job. So it takes away obviously from right. my family. It takes away from me getting to do, you know, do everything. But at the same time, it's a freaking, I mean, it's a, but definitely difficult. Um, but I don't know. I like to stay right. busy. I like to keep myself and, busy. Right. Is there is there any times when you just don't, you know, like, hey, I need to spend time with the family, so you don't book, or do you try to book something 
you know, on a weekly oh, basis no, or whatever. No, there's, just there, yeah. Keep yourself busy. There's, uh, there's plenty of times where I'm like, I'm not going to book anything this weekend or I'm not going to do anything this week. Or I'll sit right. there and pray for rain or I'll look at the forecast. Oh, yes, it's going to rain this week. Um, there are times <laughs> where I get, I kind of burn my out a little bit and I have to take a step back and, and kind of take a breath and, you know, have a few days for myself and then jump back in it. Like, right. for instance, now, today was the first day I've detailed in about two and a half or three weeks. Um, part of that's oh, wow. due to weather and part of that's due to because I've been so busy here lately that I have, I've kind of burned myself out and I don't want to get to that point. Um, so I did yeah. take a step back and, you know, the, the last few weeks I've, I've spent with my family and um, getting to go out and do the things that I enjoy doing and uh, I decided to finally step back into it and, and try to get back in the groove. Oh, nice. Nice. Now, something, something you kind of touched um, on a little bit in the beginning you not not that not that a lot of people don't do it but you do a lot of mentoring and you're you're kind of very vocal about it in the sense of you know like hey you know i talk with this guy or you know you'll you'll make posts where you know this guy in my town came by and you know was asking me questions and and things like that um is is that something that just kind of came natural to you or is that something you really wanted to do because i know a lot of detailers myself included especially if it's somebody in town you know obviously you kind of you know get a little reserved put your your guard up you know you don't want to give them too many secrets um so you know how do you how do you feel about that or how does that you know come about to you you know just something natural well, I, yeah absolutely um i've always enjoyed i've always you know helping people in any way i can and the detailing thing for me, especially like I tell these guys, I don't others are coming up and they're charging this amount or that amount. It doesn't bother me because at the end of the day, I have my clientele. They're going to have theirs. We've got plenty of custom, plenty of people around here, plenty of vehicles around here to detail. I obviously can't detail every vehicle around here and I'm not going to try to. Um, so, you know, I will reach out to these guys that I see up and coming. And I'll say, hey, you know, if, if there's every, anything that I can do to help you out to expand your game into detailing, feel free to reach out. If you need to come over and look at some of my products and, you know, talk about product usage and everything, then we'll go over that. Um, so, and so far, I think I've mentored probably about four or five guys in my area, and I'm currently mentoring a couple oh, nice. right now that, uh, that are wanting to get into ceramic coatings and wanting to get into paint correction, which... I'm not a paint correction like master by no means. There's a lot. Hey, already right, stuck. All right, let's try this again. Yeah, one more time, and <laughs> take two. Okay, so again, <laughs> we were talking about um, mentoring people, and you yes. got a couple of couple of guys in your in your town that are that you're helping out, but we we didn't catch the end of it. Yeah, so, all right, so a couple guys have reached out to me wanting uh, tips and tricks and um, everything on how to better uh, their skills at paint correction. So, uh, so I've offered, you know, my services to help them out, to help them further their game. Um, I've told them, I said, look, I'm not a master of this. I've only been doing paint corrections for a couple years. Um, I don't do them every detail, obviously, but, you know, 
I do know enough to where I feel like I'm confident to, to make them better, you know, at it. So, um, so anyway, I've worked with a few guys on paint correction and tips over the phone through messenger. And I've also done hands-on with some of the guys as well. Um, one of these guys I'm getting ready to go. He's got a truck that belonged to his best friend who passed away last year. So I'm going to go, um, to his house at some point, we're going to get it paint corrected and ceramic coated. Um, and I'm obviously going to do it for free and that way it's, you know, helps him out. So, yeah, I think I, I think I saw you post about that. That's, that's a pretty, pretty awesome thing you're going to do. Not a, not a lot of guys would do that, but that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, uh, let's see where I'm at. I lost track of my notes because we were having difficulties here. Um, <laughs> eh. All right. So what do you feel has been your biggest achievement as a detailer? Uh, biggest achievement, man, probably getting nominated for up and coming assassin of the year. Yeah, now you're jumping forward like a couple of questions, so don't talk too much about it. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> but no, 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 we, we get skipped. So, so that's, that's a couple of questions away, but congratulations on being nominated for up and coming pain assassin of the year. Tell me, you know, what was going through your mind when you found out about that? You know, how did, how did that make you feel? I was actually, I was really kind of taken aback and shocked because, you know, I don't consider myself at all to be like anybody in the industry. Um, right. I'm just another guy. It's kind of how I feel. I'm, I'm a small town dude. Um, so when I found out about it, you know, I was very, very shocked, but at the same time, very excited. Um, and it's a little nerve wracking as well because there's some big names in that category. Uh, yeah. so I'm, so I'm over here like, man, I'm going to have to really, uh, bust my butt to try to get this. Yeah. We, we talked to, we talked to one of your, uh, competitors last week, Jason Joseph. Um, so yeah, yeah. You guys got a lot of, a lot of competition in that one. I've got a lot of competition in, in paint assassin. Oh yeah. You've, uh, <laughs> you've, you've got, you've got your work cut out for you. And I'm, I'm glad I'm not in that category. <laughs> Well, you know, here's here's the way I look at it. Um, you know, I look at it differently than than a lot than a lot of the other contests in, in Paint Assassins because it's not really about like one picture or one video, right? It's a it's a work it's a work as a whole. Um, it's your you know your mentality towards you know the group helping other detailers out you know being active and it's a lot more than just like you know where reflection of the week or pay correction of the month or pay correction of the year is you know submitting your best work and and hoping that you beat out these you know what, what pain assassins 800 900 something you know oh, yeah members now so um you know, I look at it as a little bit of like, okay, whew, you know, I don't have to submit something to compete against these guys because, I mean, I just, you know, I don't know if I'm capable of carrying their shoes around in a bag. You know? oh, so yeah. I'm kind of hoping that uh, maybe maybe everything else that I do is, is a big help. But yeah, it's, um, 
it's it's definitely some uh, some stiff competition in, in all the groups, all the all the way through. I mean, even into the distributor group. Oh yeah, the, um, all the categories are are stacked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know uh, everybody who nominated. You know, is is you know cool, but uh, or, you know, thank I thank everybody who at least nominated me, but everybody who nominated everybody else. Um, but man, it's like. Whew, I think Jason could have had himself in trouble there with, you know, 10 or 20, you know, nominations oh, yeah. in each category. Oh, absolutely. Kind of <laughs> yeah. I, uh, for me, man, it's like, you know, and I've, I've told my wife, I've told my friends and family, I said, if I win, great. That's awesome. That'd be a great accomplishment. But just to be yeah. nominated, dude, I'm, I'm humbled by that. Just, just right. to be considered among all the people that are part of Paint Assassins, I mean, exactly. So it's, it's a it's a huge huge honor and acknowledgement, you know, as as far as you know the peers in the group um, and in the industry, um, you know, feeling that way. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So <clears throat> we've talked about it a little bit for people who maybe don't know you that are listening. Obviously, you are an officer of the law. Um, Sergeant Gray Scott. That, that is matter. me. That is yeah. me. <laughs> so, um, you know, I don't want to get too political with this. It's not really what we're about. But I do feel like you're the perfect person to, to ask in these times. You know, how is it in your town, first of all? I mean, I know you're kind of small town Tennessee. Are, do you guys, are you guys having any kind of issues protesting, things like that? And then, you know, maybe as, you know, officer of the law side, you know, how are you feeling? And we don't have to delve into like crazy specifics, but as an officer, how are, do you feel about everything that's going on? Especially like when you suit up to go to work every day, knowing that, you know, all these people have so much, you know, hate now for cops and defund the police and, you know, all this, you know, nonsense, I'm going to call it that, that's going on in, in, in our country right now. That's a good word for it, nonsense. Um, so first, the first part of the question, as far as the protests and stuff go, my town, we've had a few protests um, initially, and we met with the people that were organizing the protest, and we told them, we said, hey, look, we don't mind if you guys protest, it's fine. As long as it stays peaceful, if it goes beyond peaceful or if people start showing up and trying to act reckless, you know, we're going to step in and we're going to intervene. We're not just going to let you tear up our town. Um, and for the most part, the, the protests we had, they were peaceful. We didn't have any any issues at all. We actually had about eight or nine officers that were hand selected by our chief um, that out and kind of not necessarily participated, but we were there to show our support um, and we marched with them, you know, just to show that we're trying to be unified as one. Um, we obviously don't want to separate ourselves from our community because we have a very strong pro police community that I work in. Um, as far as like, man, I tell you, being a police officer right now, police officer years ago um, when the Ferguson, Missouri stuff was going on. Right the police academy and all of that was happening. So okay. I became a police officer kind of at a wrong time to begin with 
um, because at that point is when we really started getting the target painted on our back. And right. now it seems like every year something happens that increases that target. Um, so getting ready for work every morning and putting on a uniform, knowing that I have a target painted on my back on a daily basis. I mean, it's nerve wracking. I'm not going to lie. It's stressful. I do stress about it. Um, I, you know, I say a prayer every morning when I get in my patrol car to keep myself and my coworkers safe. Um, just because you, you never know. I mean, you never know what's going to happen on the traffic stop. You never know what's going to happen on the call you're going to. Man, if it right. can go, if it can go wrong, it's going to go wrong with you. <laughs> somebody tried to call me, and I was like, "No, I've told people not to call me." Jeez, uh, <laughs> oh, we're going to get. Listen, we're going to get through this. It might be midnight, but we'll get through this at some point. Dude, and it, it, it sucks too because you know that was such a great question, and you were on a great answer, and yeah. So right, okay, so, so we'll pick it up. I, I think I know where I'm picking. It. <laughs> yeah. So, right. um, yeah, back to it. I'm, uh, yeah, every morning I go to work, man. It, I'm not going to lie. It is nerve wracking. Um, I, I would definitely be lying if there's not, if I said there's no fear because there obviously is a fear. Um, right. I say a prayer every morning when I get in my patrol car, uh, to keep myself safe, obviously to keep my coworkers safe. Um, because at the end of the day, I am responsible for my coworkers being a sergeant. Um, right. so I am responsible for my officers and I'm responsible for their safety. Um, but where I live in Tennessee, we are a hub between Kentucky and Mississippi. We have a, um, us highway that runs directly from Kentucky through our town down to all the way to Mississippi. So okay. we, we get travelers, you know, it's not just people in our town. We get travelers from, uh, Memphis and Nashville and Mississippi and, you know, uh, Illinois, I mean, everywhere. Um, right. So that's what I tell people is like, especially our new officers. I'm like, look, you know, the people in our town, yes, for the most part, they're all good people. Don't have to worry about anything. What you have to worry about is the people that are traveling through our town. You know, you don't know who's coming through. You don't know if somebody that you're stopping has just committed a murder in another state or, right. or if they're carrying a buttload of dope and, you know, have warrants out for the rest and are not ready to go back to jail. Like you have no idea what you're getting into. Um, so every traffic stop is, is, I mean, it's, uh, it's definitely a nerve wracking thing. Um, every call you go to is a nerve wracking thing just cause you don't know what you're getting into when you go. Um, right. So, I mean, it's, you know, I take it one day at a time. I, my goal at the end of the day, just as every other officer in this world, uh, my goal at the end of the day is to make it home, you know, whatever I got to do to make it home. So I've got a family that, that depends on me. I have, um, friends that depend on me. So. Right. And, and so with, with the, the, the changes that are going on, are you guys doing anything different as far as like training wise goes or, you know, just, Hey, let's make sure we're, you know, doing the things that we're supposed to do. So, you know, we don't have any of these issues or is it something that, you know, again, like we hear on the news, you know, it's, you know, not every cop's a bad cop and maybe somebody just, you know, didn't follow protocol or procedure or whatever that, that time things escalate, you know, heat of the moment, you know, adrenaline pumping kind of deal. 
so we have a uh, we just had a new policy and procedure book written, and we had it written by a law firm that that's what they do. They specifically write policies and procedures for police departments across the United States. Um, and we had a committee a committee that met to go over the policies, and that's one thing that we do is you know as a supervisor for me. I study that policy and procedure book every day and I go over it with my guys on, on my shift um, to make sure they understand everything. So we haven't really changed anything about how we do our job. It's, you know, a matter of just be tactical, you know, don't get lackadaisical, go out yeah. there and always keep your head on a swivel because you never know, you know, at any point, anything can happen. Um, the moment you put your guard down or, or let your guard down, you know, that's when you're most prone to something happening. So it's, you know, we have to tell our guys on a daily basis, look, you know, be tactical in everything you do. Don't just because you pull over a 70 year old grandma, don't assume that, you know, she can't hurt you because right. if, if she's packing a gun, she has every, I mean, she has every, uh, the, the entire ability in the world to hurt you. So, yeah. um, so just because, you know, you stop somebody that seems innocent doesn't mean it, it that's what it is. So you just gotta you gotta keep your head on a swivel and gotta watch each other's back and um, just do your best. So, right now, <clears throat> lighten it up a little bit. When you watch police shows and police movies, you're like, man, they're doing it all wrong. <laughs> My wife laughs at me, man. I cannot watch a police show or or a movie that involves cops because I'm so picky. Like I pick it apart. Um, like Live PD, for instance, we watch uh -huh. Live PD religiously every weekend. But I would sit there on the couch, and she would get annoyed at me because I'm like, God, man, I can't believe he's doing this or he's doing that. Yeah. And I'm like, I wouldn't do it this way. And she's like, I can't even enjoy this because all you're doing is picking them apart. <laughs> right, but I'm not talking about Live PD. I'm talking about, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine oh, or, no. or 911 or, no, <laughs> or no. Hawaii 5-0. Oh my God, those those shows! Don't get me wrong; those shows are good. They are good, but they're cringeworthy at best. It's yeah. it's like that's not what happens. That's not what goes on in police work, yeah. and what people don't understand. It's it's so funny, man. I can't tell you how many times I'll arrest somebody, and I'll get them to the station. They're like, "Well, you didn't read me my rights." I'm like, "Dude, you don't understand. You need to stop watching CSI. You need to stop watching these <laughs> cop shows. I don't have to read you your rights just because I arrest you." Yeah. And I mean, it, it's, I, I probably get that once or twice a day, um, at least is you didn't read me my rights. Why aren't you reading my rights? So, <laughs> but yeah, cop shows are cringy. They're, they're very cringeworthy. They're good. I mean, it's good entertainment and they're definitely fun to watch, but at the same yeah. time, it's like, do not get that mixed up with what real what goes on in real life. Yeah, so you're not you're not out there trying to be John McClane or uh Dude, I'm not or, out there uh, trying to chase everybody. No, <laughs> no. I don't have a foot pursuit every day, like every call. No. <laughs> and if somebody does, if somebody's running, I'm just like, really? You know, this is not my cardio day. Let's not do this right now. Right, right. You just fire a warning shot and take them down. That's exactly that's exactly yeah. what I do, you know. Just yeah. <laughs> hop over eight foot fences and tackle them and Keanu Reeves in Point Break style. Yeah, that's man. it. That's it. <laughs> that's awesome. <So> like... <laughs> um, all right. Um, man, with all the things that have happened in this thing, I'm I'm, I'm all over the place. <laughs> questions. I'm, we 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 jumped back and forth on my questions too. 
for things that have happened. I think I'm, I think that might be, um, where are we at? I'm sorry for everybody who's listening to this yeah. episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be the best one. Um, I think, I think that puts us in almost kind of time too. So I'm going to follow, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, dude, you know the question I'm going to ask you, man. But I'm gonna switch it up for you. Oh god! All right. Oh god! So, so, you know, obviously, we want to know if anybody wants to. Anybody who doesn't already know you and wants to reach out to you, man. Obviously, we want to know your Facebook, your Instagram, your TikTok, because I know you're on TikTok now. <laughs> uh, we might ha- we might have to talk about that for a little bit. Uh. Yeah. You know, if you if you got a Snapchat, if you got a OnlyFans, but most importantly, what I want you to tell people is where they can send you Krispy Kremes because we know you don't have a Krispy Kreme in the long <laughs> Texas. Come on, man. Cops got to have a Krispy Kreme. Every well, f- first of all, it's, it's Tennessee. You said Texas. Um, oh, no. my bad. My no, bad. You're good. Yeah. Whatever. No, so they, listen, all, they all start with a T. Listen, so. you, if you guys want to yeah. send me Krispy Kreme donuts, I'm all for it. Um, <laughs> if you want my address, hit me up on, on my Facebook messenger. I'll send you my address. As long as you're going to send me Krispy Kremes. Don't be sending me, like, anything creepy. I just just leave that out. <laughs> but Krispy Kremes, I'll accept all day. Because, I listen, I am a cop, and I do love donuts, and I will let that be known to the world. I have no shame right. in my game. So, But I, I know you, and so for everybody who's listening, don't think you can slide Gray some Dunkin' Donuts because no. you will throw them bitches in the No, trash. if you send me <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts, they will definitely be – I would – I will actually film a video of me throwing them in the trash and tag whoever sent it to me. It's got to be Krispy Kreme or an equivalent of. Yes, yes. Type deal. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, so where can everybody find you? All right, so I am obviously on Facebook, um, Gray Scott. Um, I have a Facebook page for my detailing business called Blue Line Detailing. Um, I also have a Instagram uh it's blue line detailing or, or something, another, something like that. Um, if you want to find me on Instagram, just message me and I'll send you my info. Um, I do have Snapchat. I don't use it very often. And yes, I am on TikTok now. Um, I have kind of it, dude, seriously, I've kind of blown up on TikTok and it's pretty insane. <laughs> like, I love, I love how you like, I've blown up on TikTok. Like, no, like, like a 14 year old girl in you has come out like, ah, no, it, it's, it's insane. You know, that term like TikTok famous or whatever that everybody yeah, uses. Yeah. So I know my, my daughter on the daily is trying to become TikTok famous. So, so yeah, I know. Then I started posting on TikTok like two and a half weeks ago and, and I've hit today, this morning, I wasn't following. Um, so, and I've got a, I've got a big group of cops that I'm, that I'm a part of on TikTok. Um, there's like 40 of us that we're going to start posting content together. Um, and eventually what people don't realize is eventually once you get big enough is you get paid. Um, so like I have a friend in Maryland who just hit a hundred thousand followers in TikTok, um, contacted her and said, Hey, we want you to be a creator. Um, we're going to pay you $45 a video. So this group that I'm in, that's kind of what we're going to be actually getting in paid for basically posting our content. I'm actually 
getting paid already by my followers. Like I get during when I go live, you can go live in TikTok and and uh, kind of promote yourself. So when you go live, people will send you gifts, and those gifts actually translate into cash. So I've made quite a bit of money off of TikTok in that. So I'm like, man, this could actually turn into something good. Man, but only, I'm on there. Forget, forget OnlyFans. You're making money on TikTok. What are you? <laughs> exactly. I'm not. I'm not trying to get on OnlyFans. Come on. Right. Exactly. <laughs> there's, there's already enough white chocolates out there in the world. <laughs> no, don't, don't. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I just yeah. Said I just said. Yeah. Said yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. It's another. <laughs> hey. I... I didn't say anything. You're the one. You want to keep talking about it. <laughs> um, I, all right. Well, I think by the time that I piece these three or four pieces together, we're we're going to be at our at our forty five fifty minutes. So, um, I, and I don't have any more questions for you. It's uh, this has been fun. Um, it's going to be challenging. Hopefully, everybody who's listening to this can deal with it. If not, then you've already got all great Scott's information. You can call him and tell him yeah. um, how shitty his cell phone service is. Right uh, me. <laughs> Look, we've had cell phone towers that have been down for the last day and a half, and they just come back up today. So, yeah, if you guys got an issue, call me, let me know, text me. I don't care. I'm always that That's guy, crazy. and I'm happy to be that guy. So Yeah. <laughs> no. well, we, we appreciate it, man. Um, you know, Thank you again for everything that you do, even though you're not a part of protecting my community. I feel like you're still protecting us. Um, and we appreciate, at least I do when I say we, um, we appreciate everything you do in the detailing community. Again, you know, I see you not only in the pain assassins groups, I see you in a lot of the groups trying to, whether people want it or not, give them some sage advice, um, you know, and, and kind of point them in the right way. So I think, you know, you are definitely um, one of the top tier detailer guys, you know, in, in this industry. And, and I know, you know, you're part-time guy and don't do it as much and won't take the credit as much, but you definitely are, you know, an inspiration for me to keep trying to be better and do better. That's why I'm glad that you and I, you know, talk pretty much on a daily basis for the most part. Um, cause oh, it's, uh, it's always, it's always a good fun time. So thank you well, again, man, for being, I, for being on here. Um, oh, absolutely. And, uh, I, I definitely appreciate you having me, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, you were, uh, you know, definitely, you know, one of the ones I wanted to talk to, especially with, you know, kind of your situation, because, you know, most other detailers are just detailers, you know, they don't do anything else. So that's why I kind of thought it would be, be kind of cool to talk to somebody who does it part time and kind of get a, uh, a little bit of some insight on, you know, what it's like to try and do it part time, because I don't, I do it full time. Well, I mean, I do it part time, but it's still full time job for me. I just work right. part-time hours, you know, <laughs> as much as, much as, as much as the boss will let me, I work part-time hours. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, all right, buddy. Well, I'm going to jump off and try to put all this stuff together. Um, you have a great night and uh, we'll talk at you soon. All right, man. Appreciate it. We'll see you. All right. Take care. Bye. Okay, everybody. Man, what a crazy episode. If you've made it this far, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
So between the barking dogs on Gray's end, my dog's going crazy, Gray's phone going in and out. Um, this has been a, a, a good learning experience, I guess, as far as episodes go. I guess they all can't go start to finish as easy as the last couple of ones have. So thank you for listening again. Please check us out on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and wherever you listen to us, please give us a like, um, give us a review, subscribe so that the you get the alert for when the new episodes drop. We really appreciate it. And next week, I'm um, not sure what's going on next week. Obviously, you guys have caught on to the whole Aaron Knox thing. So um, Aaron Knox is not going to be on next week. Uh, you guys kind of already know that. But uh, we'll see what's going on. Thank you again. Appreciate it. You guys have a great day or night or whatever whenever you're listening to this. Take care.